Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We are live in Las Vegas, Nevada, here at SHOT Show 2019. We are coming back at you with another Browning Trail Cameras takeover of the Break TV podcast. And I couldn't think of a better way to kick off SHOT Show 2019 than to have our good friends, Don and Candy Kiske, the Whitetail Freaks, back in the house again. How are y'all today? Oh, man, we're living the dream, man. Doing real good. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that Don Kiske would rather be here than ice fishing right now. I know he would. I can think of one thing right now, and that's looking down a six-inch hole in the ice. That's <laughs> nah, all good, though. We like this show. Can Candy was texting me. She was concerned that she wasn't going to be able to get you away. I tried to get out of it, actually. Our flight was delayed four hours. <laughs> that's no, when was, she started to panic. I was praying for a delay. <laughs> <laughs> then there was ice coming in today. I was. I texted Candy back. I was like, I think Don actually is thinking that he could be back fishing before that plane takes off. Don't you worry. When I get home, I'll be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, last week at ATA, we rehashed our 2018 seasons. We're going to do things a little different here this week. First, I, first thing I want to do as we're here today, y'all have been to a lot of these shot shows and everything, and I don't know that there's a real good way to explain to people that haven't been here before, but I want to try and give it a shot as we get things kicked off today. Tell everybody about, like, what you see here. You know, they, the news releases are saying there's going to be 58,000 people here, so there's going to be a lot of people in the house. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of government contractors, uh, military that come in for this event for – uh, they're purchasing for the year. They're looking at firearms. They're looking at ammo. They're looking at things like that. But from an outdoorsman's perspective, uh, talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we see here. Uh, there's everything you can imagine in these floors, buddy. <laughs> if you had four days, you couldn't walk half this thing. There's so many people with so many products here. Well, self-defense products for, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, all the newest and greatest here. things, though. Yeah. I saw, uh, I saw. and I, I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but forgive me but this is the gist of it it was if you went to every booth during the course of shot show you could spend 28 seconds in each booth i believe that i mean it's that's that's how many people are here and it's crazy and it's a good time because uh we don't typically all get cleaned up this much during the course of the year <laughs> so we all come out here discuss a little business get to see what's new uh, from the firearm side of the industry at ATA two weeks ago, we get to see all the archery. We get to see some of the hunting products. Some of the hunting companies wait until they get here to release things, but you do get to see all the firearms, all the new ammunitions, all the new deer hunting loads, uh, all the new deer hunting rifles. I know Browning's got a, level, a lot of those coming out this year. So it's just a neat show, and I, I don't know that we did a fantastic job of kind of giving everybody what we're looking at here, but it, you have to look at the pictures and get a feel for it. And, you know, if you've got friends that own a store or something, maybe you'll come out here and offer to help them out one year just to kind of check this out. Yeah, it'd be awesome just to be able to walk the floors and, and look at all these products. But, you know, we're so busy going from booth to booth that we don't have that luxury. To yeah. Right, right, right. Well, now that we got that behind us, here's what I want to do. Because we talked about how your season went a little bit. Uh, we get questions a lot of times about specific trail camera strategies, and I don't want to turn this into a big infomercial, but people ask me specifically, and since I consider you to be the trail camera freak. <laughs> Not me. Freak. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're uh, just just kind of talk people through the process, I know that you're on the same piece of ground, so there's, there's things in play where you just know that you need to put cameras up to, to get good pictures, but 
Uh, you know, you're using them to take inventory this time of year, but kind of talk them through the year. You don't have to get into a ton of detail, just why you do some things and what you're doing with the cameras and how some of that actually helps you with some of your success in the field. Yeah, it's one of the most important tools that we have at Whitetail Freaks. Everybody that films for us and uh, does all this management of deer and we follow these deer from age two all the way to age six, so the trail cameras are a huge part of that. We start with our inventory the second they start dropping antlers, or the second actually season's over, Right. trying to rebuild. And we put, you know, after season's over in Iowa, we can put corn out, or right. put mineral out and other things to take inventory of these deer. So I just pretty much put a camera out, probably put it on one minute delay. Man, I can take a picture of pretty much every deer on my farm that way. And, th- and this is when Candy's hauling grain back and forth. I don't know what she's doing when I'm doing all this. <laughs> Which time of the year are we talking about? Because you run them 365 days. <laughs> exactly. What I do is I go out and I harvest all my corn, and then I take it back out and feed it to them. So I don't even know why I harvest it. I don't either. You just bush hog it, right? Yeah, he, but he just cert- wants to see me work. Exactly. But that's uh, how we take inventory of our deer. But then come closer to season, we start putting them on uh, tr- uh, video mode. Right. And I put them over scrapes and rubs and rub lines and things like that, and you get some really cool videos that way. Right, right, right. One of my personal favorite cameras is the uh, Strike Force Pro XD. Oh, yeah, yeah. That dual lens. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Uh, some people may have seen it, but it's this picture where they were still in velvet, and then that one deer was behind the other, almost lined up directly behind oh, yeah. the antlers there. And that. you sent that. That's one of yours. And it had, like, the picture perfect blue sky behind it and everything. And when you sent that, I was like, oh, Don's going to love this one. I do <laughs> love that one. You know, when Don Kiske's happy, we're all happy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm going to have uh, a, a couple of other questions that are kind of different. But I, I did want to ask one more kind of follow-up to all that. So you've got the cameras. Uh, during the course of the hunting season itself, how do you go about – do you, do, you, do you actually use those trail camera pictures? I'm, I'm sure you do to some degree. No, absolutely. But are there, there, are there other factors in play when you decide where you're going to hunt? I'm monitoring all my plots all okay. season long. Right. Yeah, a lot of our plots are on standing corn and over this type of green fields and stuff like that, but I'll have the camera set up right. on a five-second delay overlooking the entire field. Yep. So if you go in there and there hasn't been a shooter buck for the last week or five days, or you can bet I'm not going to be there. <laughs> my, my camera dictates where exactly we're going to go, for okay. sure. We, we check them every one or two days throughout the entire season. Yeah, because, you know, there are obviously benefits to hunting the same piece of ground year after year, and some of us are fortunate enough to be able to do that. I do, I do think that one advantage that I think you guys have that we don't have, like we can't glass. Like, you know, when I came up, last year and was able to hunt with you guys we got to, we pulled up the behind what you, we would call the schoolhouse or whatever that and right. we were that hillside up first morning and we were able to glass and and you can't shoot from that far obviously and but man, you can see a long way man and, and you can i think that helped us a little bit i think at least game planning wise for sure uh, watching our you know if we're not going to hunt we're at least out there every morning with scouting. our optics and scouting and stuff yeah. like that so and the, our trail cameras though that's going to tell you the true story uh, even if you can see a bunch of country Right. Nothing's going to lie to you like that trail camera's going to tell you. you know. <laughs> That's what uh, Hal Schaefer, our good friend Hal, says all oh, the time. Wow. He's like, the brownie trail cameras don't lie. Neither does Hal Schaefer. And I actually was a lot more quiet than it is when he is when he says it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's like, it's my best hunting buddy. It suckers with me 24-7. Good for you, Hal. <laughs> I'm asleep some of that, so I don't know if I want it with me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'd say we actually, you know, this year we probably took a picture to every deer before we kill the deer yeah so that's why we were in that blind 
That is a, that is because Candy will send those to me like. I'll send congrats or something. I'll be like, Don, kill one. You kill one. Kaylee, kill one. And, like, the next email or the next text I get back from her is, we got trail camera pictures, and she sends them to me. That's right. <laughs> so I do like that. Yeah, I think I've got, like, 19 run right now, so I'm kind of excited to go home and check them. <laughs> you, should, you should see the battery bill that we have. <laughs> That's good for you, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we won't dwell too much on, on hunting tactics now. I want to keep this a little fun and lighthearted while we're here at SHOT. It is Las Vegas after all, even though I went to bed early last night. I don't know if I should be telling tales, but <laughs> I like to go to bed early in Vegas. Well, Don tried out for the Chippendales earlier. Nice. Yeah, somebody actually photoshopped my face on one of those. Did you see that? No, I did yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm on a quest the rest of the morning to go find this picture of Don Kiske in his uh, Chippendales outfit. I probably have it on my phone. Oh, Candy and I are going to have to meet after this. <laughs> I have a question for you, and it is hunting related, but it's uh, it's a little fun. I'm gonna start with Candy here. I'll make her tell me. There are two parts to this question. Your bucket list hunt outside of what you do in Iowa, you get to pick any hunt, and where? Mule deer hunting. Mm, probably Utah. That would be kind of cool. Of course, you would just translate you over from a. Whitetail freak to a mule deer freak, right there on the spot. Exactly. Better go trademark that right now. I have not. I have not had a chance to do that. Uh, that seems like it'd be a pretty cool. Little. Mm-hmm. I keep begging Lakoskis to take me. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You need got to the stay spot. on them. Uh, well, they're close enough. You could drive and just hide in the bus. That's very true. I'll be <laughs> you like the show up out. Yeah. I'll be, like, I'll be the nanny for today. <laughs> you just show up over there. Don, same question to you. Oh, I know this answer. Oh, I think I know too. I've not. I think. Okay, go down. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I love to elk hunt. Yes. That I have to kill before I die. I've got to kill a 380 bull. Whoa. So that is one thing I love to do. There, you know, it's now like you, you, you know, go it's, to it's like New Mexico. Is, is that right? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I do go to New Mexico, but my personal opinion, New Mexico's came downhill a little bit. You know, That's since the I've, I've read years that ago. recently. I don't I don't know enough about it to be an expert by any stretch. Don't get me but wrong. I had, I had read that it's still. High quality. You still get the sure. quality there. But it's not maybe what it was maybe a couple of years ago. Exactly. But I don't know enough to dig into it. I'm I think sure there's, there's a little bit more people pressure that you. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. That, that would be my guess. If you're after a 320 or 330 bull, even on public ground, that's, it's very possible in New Mexico. Right. But if you're after a 350 to 380, you're going to have to get on something that's a little spinnier than that. Where would, where would, where would you – if you, all right, so it's your bucket list now. You, get, you, you, can, you can be creative here. Would you still go back to New Mexico to kill that 380? Or do you have another destination where you just like? I to think go? it's. No, I, I think hunting. we need. To, I think we still got to kiss up to Lakoskis because they still have a phenomenal <laughs> elk hunt. I just kind of watch where Lee's hunting at, and that's where I'm going. That's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say. You can just start. Y'all just need to go over there and get on the bus. Exactly. No, Utah is hard to beat for big bulls. Oh, yo, y'all! Heck, y'all could just go knock out your bucket list all at one time. Y'all could go do the mule deer hunt and the elk hunt all at the same time. Exactly. It's like hunting an 800-pound turkey. You know how that is. Oh, man. Don't get me started. That's what Candy and I were talking about just a minute ago is when I'm coming up turkey hunting. Yeah, what do you, don't forget, you got a barbecue, too. Uh, oh, I do need to allow a couple of days to be able to cook mm-hmm. while I'm up there. Absolutely. Mr. Champion. <laughs> I get, I, Hal said that, that. I said, I don't know if I'm a champion, but I cook championship barbecue. <laughs> Let me see here. I've got a couple other things here written down. I had one in particular. This one's a little more fun, too. You're an MMA wrestler, fighter. 
Okay. I'm using the wrong terminology there. MMA fighter. I'm Candy. Trying, trying to imagine this here. Candy Kiski, you're coming down the walkway. Oh, shit. What is your entrance music? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> the, oh, I got it. Europe's the final countdown. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's on the spot. That's a pretty good call there. I, <laughs> I probably would have blanked out there and come up with nothing. My song would be Run, Baby, Run. That's pretty good. Well, that sums up those two answers. <laughs> Katie's coming down to take care of business. <laughs> Don's going ice fishing. Exactly. We all know how this marriage worked for 27 years, right? That is amazing. Anything else in particular as it relates to, because uh, I have people ask me this all the time, all right, so you farm a lot, so that, that takes up a, a lot of your time. How much of your time, and I, I'm kind of getting back off of the seri- on, onto a little more serious question here, because I do get asked all the time, you know, and I always feel like I have to explain to people, no, they are farmers first. Like, that is, like those are the priorities. So you get your crops in the field in... I know rain April. is a factor. April. So you get them in in April. You get them May. in April. It seems like I'm still doing it come July 1st. That's what it, it so. seems like it stretches into at least June every year. It yeah, does. we have row crop a thousand acres, and it's just Don and I. So, yeah. I mean, I'm hauling machinery, believe it or not. And then, you know. Yeah, we can, we can follow you on your Instagram stories. That's right. <laughs> as you're like, day in the life, living the dream. Hauling grain. <laughs> Once the crops are all in, then you're out there spraying them two or three different times. So, you right. know, it's nonstop. Everybody said, "Well, you're a grain farmer. You got plenty of time to do other things, right?" Yeah, every no. time I talk to, every time I call Candy during the summer, Don's out spraying. Exactly, it's nonstop. Well, we farm in both Missouri and Iowa, so we're yeah. constantly hauling machinery back and forth to his dad's place, to another place, back and forth. Because that's almost a day-long project, getting everything down to his dad's place. Thanks. Like. Yes, yeah, so it's half a day. Well, you got so much stuff to move: right, combines, right. augers, trucks, you know, all that Planner. stuff. But, but come October 1, usually if we get in the field by September 25th to October 1, right. I can be finished up generally 18th of October. Not this year, though. Not this year. I didn't even get in the field to 18th of October. And that really hurt because that's the time when you have to be in the woods in Iowa. Right. You know, that, that's when they're pre-rut, getting yeah. ready to look for the first does. So that yeah. hurt a lot. I actually wasn't done November 1st. I just parked the combine. I said, I've got to hunt. I quit. <laughs> well, because, I mean, our other job is just as important, too, you know. So we got two really right. main occupations, yes, farming yes, and hunt yes. hunting. Yeah. So we parked the combine and went hunting for the 10-day period there. And uh, after they all locked down with does, then I picked it back up again and got the rest of my crops out just in time for them to break again. So it, it worked out. You didn't interfere with any of the routine of my turkeys, did you? Yeah, you couldn't interfere with them. There's turkeys everywhere. <laughs> There's more turkeys in. Let's I get priorities here, man. Don't be running turkeys out of no fields around there. Well, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> we need like a 10-turkey limit or something like that. <laughs> I, I jokingly have told people that. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know if I want more people to take up turkey hunting. I just want them to give me more tags. <laughs> that's what There's I'm looking for. No shortage of them, that's for sure. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up here. We've all got uh, about a million and one things to do here at SHOT Show. Now that we know Candy's going to come marching down the ramp to the final <laughs> countdown and lay waste to somebody, I don't, I don't know that my day can progress to a better place than that right now. So I think we're going to call that a wrap here this morning. Got a few minutes in with everybody. Uh, we, we've got some more podcasts coming throughout the SHOT Show. 
But once again, this is the Browning Trail Cameras takeover of the Brakes Podcast. This morning with Whitetail Freaks, I want to thank Don and Candy Kiske for stopping by for a few minutes. I know everybody's super busy here, so we do appreciate their time. We will be coming back to you later, and thank you once again for joining us. Thank you. Thanks. This is Derek Dernberger, and you're listening to the Brake Podcast.